Hello and good evening, and welcome again to the Soapbox Derby. My name is Jake Porter. I'm here with Gail. Hello. And Alex Tunaganap. What's up? And it's a party up in here today because we have a few more people on than we usually have. Um, although the numbers are the same, the last episode was five. We Correct. got five again here, so it's going to be kind of cool. But we're joined by Sarah Lovelace. Hey. <laughs> and Allison Good of Cat Cake Photography. What is up, Radioland? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming down to talk to us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so the kind of the whole ethos behind the podcast is talking to people um, from the Akron area who seem to have a passion both for the city itself and in their the love of their craft. And uh, I would say that your craft, primarily the way that you kind of show your love for this area, is in photography. Yeah, I would agree with that. So when did Cat Cake Photography kind of all come about? Um, I don't know. I guess as a thing, as a business, probably about two years ago, I interned with a um, other professional photographer out of Cuyahoga Falls for about a year and a half. And decided, oh, I'm buying a house and like doing all this other stuff. This is a crazy time. So I tried decided to take some time off. And once I took time off, I just kind of started doing it by myself. How did the internship opportunity present itself? Um, photography was something I'd always been interested in since probably like 7th grade, 8th grade. Um, but they always go, oh, you can't make any money doing that. That's like a terrible idea. Um, so I just went and got a degree and then, um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, know like this you one, just, just yeah, went and no got it. Um, and yeah, when I was done, I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just going to try a bunch of things. And photography kind of came back into my mind and kind of took off from there. So I was like, well, like, maybe I'm going to try this. As Were a you self-taught as a photographer or did you take photography classes somewhere? Um, when I was in, I think, sixth or seventh grade, I took a class at that uh, Cuyahoga Valley Career Center, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was like a summer camp, like week-long thing. So there was a guy, but that was film. So I was teaching you like how to take pictures, how to compose pictures and all that photography basics. But then you would actually like develop your own film. So you were taught how to develop film. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I did that in seventh grade, but then after that, yeah, mostly just playing around with what I already knew how to do. What was your degree in? Uh, my degree was in English and then my, uh, minors in theater, theater. Minor. That's fancy. <laughs> I, I, I guess. <laughs> so you were, you know. So you, it had always been kind of a part of your life. Um, you know, had you done like freelance work and then hosted your own shows, or, or how how had this been a part of you for so long? What were you kind of doing? Um, like I said, it was always something that was on the back burner in my mind, something I always wanted to do, but didn't think that I could actually do as a job. And then I was uh, at a show because all of my friends are in shows. My boyfriend in shows are in bands. My boyfriend's <laughs> in three bands. So I happened to go to a lot of shows and I was like, well, I'm here and I have a camera. So I guess I'm just going to like start taking pictures. And afterwards I'd post and people were like, wow, this is cool. You should come take pictures of our band, you know? <laughs> And then I was like, oh, okay. So then it was kind of just kind of took off from there. It was just being somewhere and having a camera in hand and then just doing it more to get, you know, more practice at it. So it was like very much word of mouth for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. And then I was actually at a show when somebody approached me and they said, hey, I know you like shoot bands, but do you shoot weddings? And I was like, 
Uh, why the heck not? Yeah, <laughs> I weddings. So. Yeah, I was going to ask um, what other types of services you provide besides, I know you shoot a lot of bands, but you said weddings. Is there anything else you do? Um, I would like to do pets. I haven't really done pets other than my own pets and my friend's pets, um, but just portraits in general. Um, so yeah, speaking bands. of pets. Yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of pets. Um, Parker wants to be on. Yeah, Parker's yeah, like, let me be on um, But yeah, so right now it's just mostly bands, weddings, but down to shoot anything, anyone. I guess that sounds kind of bad, down to shoot someone. But, <laughs> <laughs> <you> know, whatever. <laughs> Especially when the cops are right outside of our mm. apartment mm-hmm. right now, so yeah. you might want to keep that quiet. <laughs> there right. might have been a murder. A murder. A murder. <laughs> And it involved a golden waning. <laughs> no, but seriously, we um, everyone showed up to do the podcast tonight, and there are about six cop cars sitting outside of our apartment. Yeah. Right, and like this is pirate radio. Right. <laughs> <They're> not, <laughs> you're going to stand with us tonight, <laughs> right? The best part is when we walk outside, they're just like totally cool. Like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> trying to talk to us like, yeah, like absolutely. Nothing you guys to their credit to well, we, we walked away because we were trying to get out of their way and they're like oh man where are you guys going <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh you got a dog can I pet it <laughs> right <laughs> um, don't write me Gail wow <laughs> super wow I'm trying to show empathy <laughs> I don't even know what that word means <laughs> I know I know can't spell it either it's a lack of surprise try to spell it right now Sound it out. E, mm-hmm. Z, what? Y. <laughs> That's still correct. Um, P. Is there a niner in there? L. Are you serious? H. There's definitely an H. As if it's a knee? Yes. Mm. Put. <laughs> <laughs> so what was what was what was your favorite like recent shot that you've done or shoot I should say? Um, recent shoot that I've done. Um. There was actually a makeup artist from Cleveland who contacted me that she was going to be on vacation for a week, um, and she was just going to find some models and a stylist and just do like a pop up like for free. You know, nobody gets paid. Everybody's just doing it because they like it. You know, because they want to and for their portfolio. Um, and so I didn't really have a space to go, so I went to this like abandoned warehouse that serves as the band's um, practice spot. It's like this dingy warehouse. Um, <laughs> and then the stylist didn't show up, so it was me, this random model that I'd never met before, and a stylist that I've worked with, or a uh, makeup artist that I've worked with one time. And she just kind of was like, hey, we're going to put this jacket with these jeans and make up a make you know a makeup look. And so we were there for a couple hours, and it just turned out really, really fun. So. Are those uh, <clears throat> some of your more, like... Um... What what in particular was it about that that you thought was like, man, this is the coolest thing? Was it just the uniqueness or was it the, the yeah. location? I think it was like everything all in one. I was like, I don't know. I was like, this is probably not what they do in L.A. But here in Akron, I have to like make do with this warehouse that's like grungy as shit. <laughs> and just like, then there's this girl like in a sports bra and like these like yoga pants. You know what I mean? She's got this like crazy makeup on. I'm like damn, this feels legit, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I got my big fancy light, you know, and all my equipment, so I was just like, well, maybe this is what it feels like when you're, you know, super legit. Right. (laughs) But one of the things that you had said that kind of stuck out to me was the fact that everybody had showed up to do this for free, Mm -hmm. um, which I assume includes you. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I've always felt that... um, one of the things in the arts that you pretty much just sign up for early on, it seems like, is 
constantly fighting for your right to get paid. Oh, yeah. Is that something that you've kind of oh, fallen yeah. into? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, everybody starts somewhere, so it's like... I start off and it's like, I'm already there at the show and then I have a camera. Then that just happens to be a coincidence. So what am I going to do? Not take any pictures because nobody's paying me? It's like, I want to take the pictures, you know? So then that's how I started. I just started taking pictures and posting them online for free because why would I charge people? You know? And then the more I did it and the more people were like responding to it, then it kind of started being like, well, I'm putting in like so much work and, you know, maybe I should start charging. But then it just, like I said, you have to overcome that awkward feeling of like I could do this for free and I used to do this for free and now I don't and I understand why some people are like well we can just get someone who will do it for free hmm. you know so it's it's about setting yourself apart to say this is worth paying for as opposed to just being like we just want anyone to take pictures and regardless of you know how they look if they're going to do it for free cool you know now when you're saying uh, the amount of work that you're putting into it like what all walk me through let's say let's say a band hires you to shoot their concert mm -hmm. when does it start for you and where does it end for you and what's what's happening in between there we have to like contact them to be you know there's time spent contacting them saying you know what time does the show start is do am I on the guest list or am I not if I'm not how much is it gonna pay how far do I have to drive so that's I mean that's like 15, 20 minutes, but that's conversation. Mostly logistics. That, yeah, you know, stuff. But, I mean, that's still time out of your day doing that, you know. And then after that, it's like I drive to the show, and then it starts that I'm there for the whole entirety of the show, shooting a lot, pretty much a bunch of, you know, multiple pictures per per song. And then afterwards, sometimes, wait around till 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. when the bar closes, try to get paid. You know, right. you hope that it's a good client that, that they want to pay on the same day. But, so you know, how many they, pictures do you leave with after a typical show? Let's say it's like a half an hour, 45 minutes set. Mm, like between 300 on the high end and like at least 100 on the low end. It's like at least 100 for a 30 minute set for sure. So how long does it take you to sift through that, that deluge of media? Well, it really depends on how motivated I am, to be honest. It's just as like... <laughs> Some sets, for whatever, for whatever reason, are so much easier to sit down and just, like, plow through and edit because you either don't have to do that much to get it to where you want it to be or, you know, you just have a bunch of other shit going on in life and you're like, I just don't have enough. I don't have two hours to sit down to try and do this. But, I mean, usually, I mean, multiple hours, I would say, to narrow it down. Usually, for me, sometimes spread out over a week. Like, I shot last weekend a couple and I think I took between 500 to 300 pictures, and I still haven't narrowed it all down. Well, no, I have. I did that earlier today. But I mean, so that was two hours here, an hour there, an hour there, you know, over so the course of a week. What are you looking for in a good photo? Um, if, you know, if there's something in the background, because the pictures are usually a rectangle, you <laughs> right. know, and so if there's something in the background that will give you the illusion that it's off center, you know, or like, tilted you have to go in like straighten it you know make it on one level playing field you want to make sure that the subject is exposed you want to be able to see the features you know if it's if it's a close-up can you how do you want to see their pores do you want to see their piercings you know do you want to see the level of detail in their makeup or if it's something far away like for a band um it's like if it's a guitar you don't cut off the head of the guitar you know I mean? there's all these things like framing the photo 
in a desirable way that makes it that sets you apart from oh i was at the show and i took this picture on my iphone you know because the camera on an iphone is really good but does that person know how to frame how to properly expose a picture how to you know make their subject stand out see i was going to ask you about that too with everybody having like a high-end camera <clears throat> on their person at all times you know it's got to be difficult to try to find a way to stand out oh yeah well and um probably my third year of college i tried to do photography i took a basic class like the film photography class mm -hmm. and at one point my friend was doing an article interviewing a band and she asked me to come take pictures mm -hmm. and that is probably the hardest thing to take a picture <laughs> of is a band playing because of all the movement yeah it like obviously didn't get very far in that profession but <laughs> I don't know for me I guess like that's why a lot of people I mean then again I not so many that I know personally in Akron do landscape or outdoors or um non-people you know what I mean non-people photography and but it's like people in Oregon do because the land is like beautiful you know what I mean? it's so much easier to go out when every single day it's like a freaking national forest you know right. but like when you're in Akron for me it's like I love doing um, photos that have people in them, you know what I mean? Especially bands because I can't predict their next move, you know what I mean? I they're always it's always challenging me because I don't know how they're gonna react. I don't know what they're about to do next. You know what I mean? The nature just sits there and is beautiful, you know. How do you combat that movement? Um, I usually um your shutter speed is how fast your shutter opens and closes and uh that controls if it's essentially if it's blurry or not. Okay. So you have to make sure that the shutter is closing fast enough before the person moves. So, it's so all timing is everything. <laughs> timing is everything. Yeah, just do, about. Uh, do higher end cameras have a faster shutter speed? Then is that kind of what differentiates that a is, good camera versus a bad camera? That's one of the things. And then ISO. I mean, ISO is this ratio of you know how much light is led into the camera and how much of the light should be exposed to a certain level. Blah blah blah. Um, but higher-end cameras have can go very high on the on an, on their ISO. I mean, like on an iPhone, the, I don't. I mean, I don't have a new one, so I don't really know. But I don't think there's a feature on an iPhone camera to adjust the ISO. Right. Um, so that's another thing that you have your regular cameras that you get like a expensive camera at Target. You know what I mean? Maybe two hundred bucks is will be will perform, you know, worse than a camera that. Has a much higher ISO like right. camera store or something. Are there um are there certain quirks that you've learned just from um lots of hours of shooting, such as I know when you put your thumbs in your pockets, you got to leave your thumb out, otherwise it looks like your hands cut off. Like mm -hmm. what other types of little things like that have you experienced through? Um, actually, a lot of that kind of stuff came from the internship that I did um, with Riverfront Photography, and it's just. I was lucky because he, the you know, my mentor, I should say, was a guy who's been doing weddings for decades, you know, and so I was really lucky to, even though I only interned for him, to get some of those tips like that because it was like, I never would have, it would have taken me so long to figure out, you know, figure that out on my own. So yeah, it's like if your hand's in your pockets, you know, kind of have your thumb out or if you have a couple, you know, a uh, a um, romantic couple, you know, had their tilt their heads in, you know, a little bit like towards each other. And it just, for whatever, as opposed to, you know, just two people standing with their heads straight on, it's like that painting with like the Amish guy, <laughs> yeah, right. the pitchfork, you know what I mean? It's like, that's why it looks boring is because they're just in a straight line, but it's so much more interesting and it shows a relationship to, between two people, you know, when they just, just little tiny things that adjust stuff like that. 
Do you try to get more angles to create more depth? Because I know if you're straight on, sometimes it gives the illusion that it's just kind of flat. Um, angles, I don't know, is not something I would say that I personally really play a lot with. I mean, that kind of goes along with depth, you know what I mean? It's like, how close do you want this close up? Or like, how right. far away? You know what I mean? Especially for bands, that's hard because the it's already dark and usually lit like crap, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the farther away you get, the the brighter you have to go and then you lose the detail. So it's just like, if you want to get a whole, you know, step back and try to get the whole stage in there and have them, you know, the subject, the band, um, illuminated exposedly, it's just, it's really hard to do. You know what I mean? Because they're usually in such small spaces that have bad lighting. So depth is, I just try to, wherever I have to stand to get them to look good. I, guess. I know that really doesn't make that much sense, but you gotta push people out of the way, get that shot. Yeah, right, right. I guess that's why they call it the director of photography. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a lot of you having to dole out um, information and instructions, yeah. and hopefully they listen to you. Right, for the most part. But I mean, it's like, hey, you playing that song? Can you not do that thing? You know, I mean, that's like kind of hard to communicate because. It's true. I mean, it's impossible, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to, that's another reason why I like bands is like, I don't have to interfere. It's just people, I'm capturing people doing what they're doing. They might be aware that a camera is there, but they're not doing that for the camera. Like at a wedding, it's like, hey, look at me, smile, do this, do that. I mean, I'm totally 100% directing them in how to create a beautiful image. Whereas with bands and live performances and, you know things that I can't predict or I, I'm not telling them, that's what's more interesting to me is like making somebody look good without them trying to look good, it, you know? So you like yeah. to be the observer more so than the creative drive behind yeah. um, your your shoots, if you will. Yeah, you know, and that's why like when I do, I don't know, like couple shoots or <laughs> engagement, stuff like that, people are always like, well, tell me how to stand. Well, what, what do you want me to do? You know, and it's like, Honestly, I just want you to like some sometimes just pretend that I'm not even there because that's how you get people to interact for real. You know what I mean? That's how they would naturally laugh between each other at home. And like, that's what they really look like. That's what they want to look like. You know, there are some people out there who want to look like that whole social media thing. You know what I mean? They want to look better than they are or something, you know? And so those are the kind of people who want you to tell them what to do. But it's like, I like interacting with genuine, you know, people down to earth who are just as like, they don't need to look different than they are, you know? Is there a certain level of, like, pre-screening and, uh, and interviewing you do with, with, like, a couple before they do Not... engagement shots to kind of figure their personality out? Or do they, give you, do they give you enough of a picture after the first couple of minutes of being there? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would ideally like to be in a place like that where I could pick and choose my clients, but I'm not really there yet. I kind of have to take <laughs> what I can get at this point right sure, now, which sure. everything and that I have done, even if... They, you know, they seem different in a message or somebody that I wouldn't normally talk to. Um, at the end of the shoot, it's like I like everybody. You know what I mean? No matter what, it's like we had a good time and I met these people. And we may not be best friends, but they weren't like complete, I don't know, like duds as a person. I guess that sounds, you know, <laughs> but it's like it's some people it's hard to find like common ground with, you know, with everybody. But right. for the most part, it was like if I can just get people to laugh. Usually that does it is if they're laughing then. Well, then it's uh, legit. personal <laughs> experience for me is when how Allie did our engagement shoot. 
And at first we were so nervous, at least I was, because I'm not a model by any means. I don't know how to act in front of a camera. Most people don't. But the best is when we decided to just stop in Annabelle's and grab a drink. Yeah. And we all sat down and had a beer, and then we ended up (laughs) taking a bunch of engagement photos in a bar. Yep. Yeah. And they were probably some of the best pictures we've ever had. I thought they were fantastic. I love them. And, and then they sure. let us they they let us like go downstairs and, yeah. and get some like kind of cooler pictures from down there. We found a sausage. A I random leftover sausage. So we got some from... stories. <laughs> we got some stories from that. It was just really cool getting to like loosen up and not feel like there's staged like oh i'm staring deeply into the into your soul <laughs> right right i will say to your credit you do a good job of making your subjects feel comfortable with what they're doing which i think kind of opens that dialogue to get shots that you want to take and they want to have yes and that's you know that's what that's the good stuff yeah, that is the good right stuff, there. you know. It was just Sarah like, Lovelace. <laughs> With that ringer. Disclaimer, that was not me. Your mom's calling you. <laughs> Sarah's being shy over here, but she might have to say a few words. Because yeah, she of might. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Allie, I have a question for you. Do you think you have a personal style, like alternative photography, or... What is your style? How would you brand yourself? Um, it's actually something that I'm currently in the process of doing right now is kind of, do I have to decide and like put myself in a category? Um, because if I had to right now, I don't think that I could, but that's something that I'm working on right now. But that's something I would say, I don't know, alternative is something that I would definitely be into because that's just all of us in a nutshell. Like, right. you know, that's just... How we live our life, I guess. Right. It's a flattering, all-encompassing term. Yes. Yeah. Again, it sounds weird to say that, yeah, I consider myself this thing, you know? Uh, sure. I don't um, think, um, yeah, I don't think you necessarily have to brand yourself as a style. For some reason, it. I think yeah. artists feel, feel the need like to put to their that. own stamp on their art. And I don't, I think it's it's kind of an ego trip in my opinion, but yeah. whether it's necessary or not, I mean, when it, when it comes to music, I mean... There's certain artists such as David Bowie that just is David Bowie. Nobody's ever going to sound like David Bowie. But whether he did it on purpose, I don't know. But there are certain artists out there that do go out of their way to put their stamps so they're known. Or, you know, in a flooded market, it also Mm -hmm. separates you from everybody else. And that's why it's like, that's a good thing, you know, too. As much as I don't necessarily want to brand myself as something specific. I would totally agree with there are just so many photographers out there and it's like even if I don't really want to say I'm specifically this it kind of you almost have to to like take it to the next level um like you said in such a saturated market because it's so hard to just you know set yourself apart so that you drive client demand to you based on what you do you know could you say that your interaction with your client is possibly more important than how your photos look? Yes. If you're on that mentality. A hundred percent. So maybe that's something they could be concentrated on. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. That's definitely. That is the brand. Yeah. That is no, that, exactly. That I've actually brand. like watched them live seminars and they really, they do touch on that a lot. Is oh, that really? saying like, this is how we this is. You can't disregard your personality and like how you are. You know what I mean? That has to be a part of the selling point. That has to be part of the allure because anybody can take a picture. And like I said, with the rise of the smartphone cameras just getting so much better, it's just like you you just have to. That's what you have to do to survive, you know, is you have to make people enjoy being around you. 
you know, which is like, it's kind of weird to say, like, you put that out there. It's like, I have to make people like want to be around me, you know? And it's yeah. like, how do you yeah. say that without sounding egotistical, you know? I know. I mean, if you find out, let me know. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it is very much that when you're in the art scene, you do want people to kind of dig what you're doing or, right. or at least be somewhat into it and still be creative. But yeah, yeah. that is, that is the battle, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a particular editing style that kind of sets you apart from everyone? Um, there's a lot of what they call dark and moody. Um, that's like a very big, like artistic style that's very in right now. And then, well there, and then there's the light and bright and airy. So it's like, those are really the two big camps right now. And I mean, how they sound is what they look like. Bright and airy is things that are like lots of pastels and, you know, very like subdued colors and everything is bright and you can see everything. It may even be a little overexposed to get that uh, light and airy, fluffy feeling (laughs) that so many people want. And then you have the alternative people and other people like that who are like, that is so not me. I'm not like a Disney princess. I'm just like an emo kid who wears Converse, you know, and like that's the vibe they want. And so, like I said, it's been called dark and moody where it almost looks a little underexposed there's a lot of shadows there's a lot of you know like maroons and like mustard yellows and just like diluted hues like that you know and i would say that my style is probably somewhere right in between it was like i don't purposely either make it too dark or make it too light i kind of just go right in the middle to what i I think i would agree to that because i've seen pictures on your website um, and obviously some of the band photos are more dark and moody right and then there's one photo shoot you did with um, a, mo- a model. She was on like a horse. And oh yeah, that's my friend flower, Rachel. Flower crown and yeah. all that. And yeah. I thought that looked really that was a awesome. Sweet shot. Yeah. <laughs> it helps that she's. Yeah. Like, what was that? What was that all about? Um, that is actually my friend Rachel Mothersbaugh. Um, we went to church together. Um, so we kind of grew up together. And she moved to Missouri, and then she recently moved back, and we sort of reconnected. And she's gone through like a lot of shit. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. I don't think she would. Um. Uh, and so she kind of approached me. She knew that I was a ph- photographer and she was like, hey, like, I'm so glad we've been hanging out. And she's like, I kind of just want to do a shoot with just me, um, just kind of like for self-empowerment to like remind myself that like I can do it. And like just to, I don't know, just like reaffirm like being a woman, like being awesome, you know. And so like that definitely helped knowing that she had this idea of what she wanted You know, and then she kind of, it was mostly her idea. She wanted the flower crown. She picked out the dress. I suggested the horse just because I was like, how many times am I going to be able to photograph on a horse that's like beautiful? (laughs) You know, like I'm going to take advantage of that. But for the most part, I mean, it was like her backyard. We didn't even like go anywhere special. Like it's like her uncle's land or something that like they live down the road. You know what I mean? So that kind of set itself up in all honesty. It was a lot of her, you know, wanting to do that and me being like, heck yeah. Did that affect you at all? Because that seems kind of like a powerful statement to say, like... Oh, yeah, no. I want you you to take a picture of me, and I need this... I want to look back on this and let it be, like, some strength. Yeah, and she... You know, and it was like, I am so, like, grateful, I guess, that, like, they turned out how they did because she loved them and that... It accomplished that for her. You know what I mean? She was so grateful. Because I kept being like, oh, my God, thank you. This is so great. She was like, no, thank you. You know what I mean? And we were like, thank you in a war. You know, like, no... You know, so it was, I think it was really great for both of us. And once again, it did kind of make me feel like, hmm, maybe I can do this, you know. Um, do you have a lot of stories like that where your subjects have kind of like impacted the way you end up viewing your own craft? A little bit. 
Yeah, like I said, the um, that warehouse shoot that I was doing, it was the same kind of thing. I mean, it was a girl who has like a couple thousand followers on Instagram. She's trying to be a model, and she was just like, you guys can make me like jump off a tire swing or like do whatever. Like I'll do a backflip, you know. I just, <laughs> whatever we got to do to get the shot, you know. And so she was so like gung-ho, and it was really cool to see like how just like hungry for it, you know what I mean? Right. And then the makeup artist, she's going to go uh, to Fashion Week, like New York Fashion Week this year. I think it's going to be like her third time. And so once again, she's just so like passionate about her craft. And so like as a team, we just jived so well. It was so cold in there. I mean, it was like <laughs> so cold in there. I think it was like 40 degrees in there. And then it was like 47 outside. So it was even worse that it was like warmer outside than it was inside. But we all were just like, screw it. Like right. this is going so well. We are all like on the same level. And they like, I would show them the back of the camera, show them the pictures. And they were, everybody was just like super into it you know what i mean and then that was like that is what made it worth it to be there for like five and a half hours that's what made it worth it to like freeze my that's butt how the long whole time. that shot was oh yeah because she oh has like three God. different outfits and then she had like so she had yeah three outfit changes and then three makeup changes you know what i mean and it was just like well whatever we're here now like the stylist backed out um due to a miscommunication so we were even down one person, and we were just like, whatever. You made Whatever. it happen. Made it happen. That is yep. crazy, because, I mean, we had practice there for two hours, and we were all crying. Like, we need to get out of here. It's, this it was is so, so cold. cold. Oh, dude, it was yeah. so cold. Hands are freezing. <laughs> I was like, just a bunch of pussies. <laughs> I mean, I was like... Uh, Thank I mean, you, she Sarah was, Lovelace. Listen, she, there, wasn't, there was no heaters in there, all right? <laughs> no yeah. bathroom. The Starbucks. Yeah, no bathrooms. Yeah. No bathrooms. Yeah. There's no, there was no pumpkin lot. There was nowhere for her to change. Oh, Boys are wanting, but all oh my these God, girls right. managed to be in there. And <laughs> what did you say? Sports bras and stuff like yeah. that. And it was completely okay. Well, <laughs> again, <laughs> pussies. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I was definitely worried. Like you were talking about depth and how close you are. I was like, because the model was so cold the whole time. I was just like, oh my God, am I going to have to like... Like, blur her skin out to get rid of the goosebumps. Like, am I going to be able to see how freaking cold it was? But Like, her breath coming out. Yeah, right. And it, thankfully, I didn't have to. That, none of that happened. So, I was really grateful for that. So, when you're taking some of those shots, um, is there... How, how are you... <coughs> sorry if I don't know how to frame this question Not. properly. But, like, when you're, when you're taking a photo of something and you're trying to capture that moment, how much of the editing is in your head in that moment? Mm. Or is the editing very much an afterthought for you? Usually it's an afterthought. I mean, if I usually I take, I don't know, I just like click, 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 click. And then it's like, okay, she's done doing what she's doing. And I took a couple. I like look at the back of the camera to at least get a, like a snapshot real quick. So if the lighting isn't right and I try to adjust it, you know, and it still isn't right, then I'm just like, okay, we're moving on. This is something that I can fix in editing. So really simple things like that, like darkness or or is the top of her head cut off? Is the bottom of her foot cut off? If I did that and I didn't get the shot that I wanted, so like very, very basic things like that. Okay. I look at the back and I assess, you know, but like the more fine points of editing, that's totally something that happens afterwards where, you know, then I can actually see it on a bigger screen and decide, do I want to crop this? Do I want to brighten just this spot a little bit? Um you know, like actually for the shoot that I was just talking about in the warehouse, um, there's all this like band gear around and stuff. And there was actually a band's drum head that was like in the background of a bunch of these pictures. And I was like, well, shit, now I'm going to have to go like either crop that out. 
because it's not like an advertisement for the band. You know what I mean? And right. multiple bands use that space and it wouldn't be fair to only one band if I was advertising them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I was like, well. Even if you did know them. Even if I did do know them. You know, so I was like, no okay. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I was like, well, shit, now I gotta like, edit, you know, crop this out. And I wasn't able to crop it out without losing what I wanted. So then I had to like use this darkening tool so you can select an area and then essentially darken it. And I made it look realistic enough that it was like a black plate instead of a drum head, you know. But I mean, that took time to be like, well, this either is totally ruined because I didn't move that out of the background or I got to find a way to, to make it work. Because I like what, she, you know, what the model's doing, what the subject's doing. So Well, there's an intention to detail there that I think also speaks to the quality of your craft. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh, pretty detail-oriented, I would say. Especially um, a lot of these shoots, like I said, it was like three different looks for the model. And each look was supposed to have a certain vibe, have a certain feeling. And so, um, you know, which kind of got more fine-tuned as I was able to see it on the on my computer screen. Um, but yeah, it was hard to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens. We do that all the time. <laughs> yes. um, what would be your ideal photo shoot? Is there something in your mind that you're just like itching to do? Yes, I actually have the supplies that I need. I went to a fireworks store a couple weeks ago, and I had a friend call me and goes, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "I'm at a fireworks store." He's like. You know it's not July 4th. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's for a photo shoot. And he was like, oh, cool. That's why I called. Which, you know, did not lead to me and, and him organizing a photo shoot. Just, anyway. <laughs> um, and aside. In aside. Are we talking, about, <laughs> aside, are we talking yes. about fuzzy right now? No. No. No, no, no. She One said story a friend shoot. called her. Oh, oh I thought she said call her. Oh, right. oh, I was like, how did we get fuzzy out of that? Hey, hey Colin. Colin. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, hi, Colin. Shout out. Um, Bobby. Oh no! So I, there, it's. Um, I went to go get those colored smoke bombs. So oh. I've seen a lot of really cool, um, like smoke bombs in the woods, and they're different colors. And the smoke is either blocking someone's face, or coming out of their pocket, or like it makes them look like they're walking away from a crazy explosion, and just all these different things. And they all use smoke bombs. So I went to this fireworks store, and they had buy one get one free, which was awesome. Yeah. So I have a yeah. bunch of them yes. just sitting in my car, um, and I'm still that is my next um, shoot that I want to work on is gonna find some people and go in the woods and do these crazy colored smoke bombs. And I volunteer. Tur- I'm just yes. saying. You volunteer as tribute. Okay, <laughs> great. I got my haircut looking good. <laughs> Sarah's like, sign me up. I know, seriously. Make me look like, like Harry Potter. Stuff. Okay. Oh, I'm so out if it's a fucking <laughs> Harry Potter shoot. Dude. See, Mandy, so Mandy, did that, Mandy did that on purpose because she knew. I know, she's like, I'll be the only one. This is how I'll do it. I know she'll be not that. So, so can we talk about how when you and Sarah more fun. went makeup shopping and how much money you spent and how no. much no, money we are Sarah spent. Speaking of asides, that. that is wow. so not an aside. Dude, whatever. We're Ulta sale champs. I was. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. talk about it all day. It's the word on the street. But it it's not about <laughs> <laughs> crazy couponing right now. Dad says you've spent way too much money, Sarah. Right. Yeah. She did good. I can oh, put you on right. the spot right now. Hey, embarrassing. You want to talk about the thing you got from Ulta? Oh, what'd you get from Ulta? Yes. I didn't get anything from Ulta. The truth, you lying piece of shit. <laughs> you pulled them out of the, the thing truth is out there, Tuna. 
It's out there. X Files reference. So Sarah bought me a charcoal mask because she feels that we have this bonding moment where she basically holds me down and forces me to put on these masks. I feel like that's exaggerated. There's little things that sounds more interesting than I think what's actually happening. (laughs) So there's little things with every relationship where you just kind of like do stuff to make the other one happy. I think I would agree. And it's the small things. So. Yes, it's totally embarrassing and the least manly thing I could oh, ever do in my life. But it makes her happy, right? Well, I also have a story. Our so, speaking now. of charcoal masks, I have the charcoal pore strips uh, that you put over your nose. And Jake has definitely too. done those a couple of times with wow. me. Well, here's my, like, so, they're great. Who is it they hurting? are. Like, your skin looks nice because of it. You're right. welcome. If anything, Treat yourself. Like you're, yeah, you're welcome for the $4 face mask I bought you. I'm going to make you put it on when we get home. I have a beard, so there's very little skin that it's shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should totally take a picture of him with a face mask on. Oh. I no, have it. So after no, this podcast is done, we're totally all going to have face masks Spa on. day. Yeah, Ooh, sounds like spa let's day. Do it. Podcast spa day. Yeah, next time, next episode, we should all... Castle. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, we should we, we should review like the face mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like Allie and I are making another Ulta trip this week. Yeah. <laughs> Score. That's I have some self-heating podcasts in my bathroom as we speak, so oh, I got shit. you. Let's do it right now. <laughs> So, um, Gail, something you didn't get to describe last time was your notebook. What's the name of the notebook? It's a bullet journal. And, and it's, it's trendy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Get off my the nuts about it. Is out there. Yeah. <laughs> the truth is out there. Um, you know, I wanted to, to take a second to talk to you about um, uh, etiquette when it comes to working with photographers. Because I think some people might be um, under the impression that there's one way you should do things. And some people, there's, there's kind of another. So, like, just for an example... So the Brothers Band did work with you before, mm-hmm. and I think that we kind of, uh, at one point, made like kind of a kind of a bad call. A faux pas. We did. A faux pas. Yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> faux a faux pas. Because um, it was completely ignorant on our part, but I think other uh, musicians might stand to benefit from working with other photographers if there's more of this kind of dialogue about how we're supposed to take care of Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I would say if you are a band out there, who is thinking about working with a photographer, just do it. You know what I mean? And if you've never done it before and you're like, this is awkward, I don't really know them. I'm like, you know, I kind of knew you guys before, but mm-hmm. then going to the shows and being a photographer made us all that much closer. You know I what I mean? So. And I would yeah, say that like that definitely makes the communication so much easier, but also so much more important because, you know, being such close friends, it's like we're able to be super real with each other. You know what I mean? As opposed to like if you guys were just clients you know what i mean sure yeah there, absolutely. it's like if you screw if you did commit that faux pas you know uh it would just be a lot harder to address because i don't i you know i wouldn't know you personally so can you describe the faux pas for everybody else and, you know because i feel like other people well i think we owe her that to i was gonna say degree. i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> more so than <laughs> she does wow and put yeah. her over and put her on the damn spot yeah, <laughs> She's, no, yes. no, not. I'm not saying describe our interaction. I'm saying what we did. I feel like other people in a do. broader context. Yes. Okay. So that's what I mean. What we happened? we made an assumption that we were buying. We you came out and did a shoot for us, and we had the assumption that we were buying the photograph uh, the photos part and parcel, not paying for your time to take the photos. 
and the SWAT team. The cops are get to the here. basement as soon as you can. I've seen <laughs> this movie before. Yeah. And I know how it ends. Um, so again, so we we got these photos, and then we had done editing to them ourselves. Right. But that was never discussed between the two of us. Which so that's why I called it a faux pas. In that, yes, and probably to a lot of people listening um, as well. That probably should have been discussed ahead of time. Before Correct. I was going to say, I mean, that's a faux pas in itself is not communication. Once again, it's like not making sure that you and your client or you and the photographer on, are on the 100% same page. Because, yeah, there is the selling of the right to a picture. So, yes, if you guys thought that you bought the right to the photo, you would be totally like, like, you know, that's that's what buying the right is. You buy the right, right to do whatever you want to it. Correct. So you could have edited the shit out of it, you Correct. know? And so it was like you guys were under the assumption, once again, you know, that yes. you were buying the rights as opposed to, you know. Paying for the service. Paying for the service. Paying for a photographer. Correct. You know what I mean? Because it's still, the copyright is still, to me, it still belongs to me. You know what I mean? The photos themselves are property of me. And that would be whatever final edit that I do do to them is like, that's the finished product. That's the, the product that I'm selling. You know what I mean? As opposed to. The rights are not the product that I'm selling. Right. Okay. You know, and I think that okay. that is what people do get confused about. They're saying, you know, do so now that I bought this photo from you, is it my property or did I just hire you to do this thing? And now I have that. Right. But it's, you know, it's, it's, like, it's not like a wedding my... photographer. If you paid a, a wedding photographer $10,000, you know what I mean? They're going to deliver a product to you that is a hundred, you know, and it's you are theirs. the subject and it's theirs. It's that $10,000 photographers. You hired them because you wanted it to look like that. You didn't hire them to work for you and then you attempt to make it look like their product. You okay. know what I mean? Yes. And so it's just as like bands are kind of in the same way. You know, it's like, or anybody, like I said, it's just that conversation of am I buying the rights? Is it your property or is it my property? Right. And if you edit said photo, and it turns out a specific way, and you're putting the photographer's name on it, it's possibly something that they can't um, reproduce. And it's also... Or not, may not want to be... Yeah, or, not, or they don't want to be associated with. So, you know, something... You know, it's a good thing that happened to us with a, you know, with a dear friend, because it is something that can be very insulting. And it's something, just as you create a song, it's a kind of a punch in the face as far as your art. It goes back to what um, Gail was saying about, you know, the different styles, you know, bright and airy or dark and moody. So what, you know, so it's like, say I want my Instagram to look a certain way. I want it all to look bright and airy. I want my website to look bright and airy. Those are the kind of clients that I want because they want this. They want the product that I'm selling. But then... They take a picture on their, you know, a picture of the picture on their phone and then they put a bunch of dark Instagram filters on it and then it suddenly looks dark and moody, but then my name is still attached to it. Then people see that and go, why does everything look like A and this is B? You know what I mean? Like it very clearly looks like that's not, doesn't look like her typical style. Like you would look at a Picasso and go, what the hell is it? You know, right, right. not saying at all that my work is like Picasso. <laughs> no. I want to put that out there. <laughs> Just a metaphor. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? But it was like, it's a style. People, once you develop your own style, you, you know, you worked hard to do that. Um, would you say that there are other maybe incidents that you ran into that are, are similar in that? Like, you know, if more people knew about this, it would make photography a lot easier. Other instances like that. 
Um, I mean, I'm not asking you to sell your clients, but I'm just talking about, you know, if people want to work with, with a photographer in the future, what, what are some considerations that they should have going into the relationship? That it's going to be more expensive than $50. (laughs) Just to put that out there. Like, uh, um, you should probably think you're going to pay them the same day or perhaps even in advance. You know, you should have discussed if it's a paid show, if there's tickets to the show, are they guest listed? Are they getting in for free? Are you buying them a ticket? Or, you know what I mean? How does that work? Because nothing is worse than showing up and being like, oh, I'm not on the guest list. I look like an asshole. Here, I'm going to pay for this thing that I'm supposed to be getting paid to be at. Didn't you know, a certain local band do that to you? Like, a weekend <laughs> as or two? I heard, as, oh, I heard, busted. as I heard it was recently, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally cool. That did not happen. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Once again, though, it's getting feisty it's in just, here tonight. It's just yeah. was, was communication. That, was that us? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but you weren't you weren't the photographer that evening, so I would, you can't you can't pull that did. color. Yeah. I was the merch yeah. girl. Yeah. Getting to the core of it. She did oh, so see, merch yeah, so for it's you. okay. That, hey, I'm that, just being specific. That, no, that particular specific. that no, that particular instance, yes. <laughs> I would And did I not buy you beer all night? Whoa. Dude, I am not all mad. Right. To, she right. brought it up. We can cut this out I'm later, right? On this. <laughs> Why? This is funny. I, no, I'm putting the kibosh on the conversation. You're a kibosh. <laughs> Spell kibosh. Yeah. Parker, what'd you just ruin? <laughs> Anywho. Oh, I was waiting for you to spell kibosh. Um, so you were saying that uh, some of the considerations that should be uh, taken into effect are specifically in band cases, how is the photographer getting in? What are the sort of conditions of that? Um, is there something else that you think that... Uh, you would tell people like, hey, if you're working with a photographer, make sure you do this. Um, I don't know if there's like certain things that they need to know. If there's some big burly dude who doesn't, you know, only lets the band in and you want them to get backstage shots, you better darn well tell that guy that this is our photographer. And if they're back here, that's okay. You know I mean, once again, that's not something that's happened to me, but I'm sure it happens all the time. Right, right. You know, and then like I said, the compensation whether it is money beer trade whatever you know what i mean make sure that that is taken care of by the time you know the agreed upon time if it's like pay me day of to make pay sure him, pay payment the day, day of. of yeah you know what i mean if it's hey once i'm done in two weeks once they're edited then you pay me if that's discussed then yeah that's fine but it was like if there was any uh compensation and money i think which i had to learn this the hard way should not be any gray areas you know what i mean it shouldn't be like uh, last time it was this, so it'll probably be that, and they're cool if I pay them like next week. And you just, you know what I mean? You, it's no. Sorry, I increased my rate. It's due the day of. Figure, right. figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's hard when a majority of the people that I work with in the beginning were all my friends. You know what I mean? It's so much harder to be like, hey, pay me now. Pay, pay me now. Right, right, right. You know, it just feels weird. But, you know, I will say from looking at a lot of your work and from, you know, all the time that you've been doing it, um, the conversation is totally, you know, it's just to have. I think I think you do fantastic work. I really like what you uh, do. And in the, the varying mediums, um, or I guess not mediums, but the varying situations that you're put in, you know, from, from concerts to promotional shots to, uh, you know, would you do you call it portraits if it's just one person being photographed? Yeah. Or would you, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would say that your work is varied and it's all very well done. Mm-hmm. That's the common thread I would see between Aww. all of it. 
So what do you have? Uh, what do you have coming up in the future, and um, where can you find your work? Um, for the like immediate future, I don't really have anything planned. I'm going. Well, I do. I lied. I'm going to uh, Chile and Easter Island in two weeks. Awesome. Yeah. What the hell? I for saw that like a week and a half. <laughs> um, so my plan is just to take a shit ton of photos that whole time. And I'm also really lucky because later in July I'm going to Ireland and Iceland. Cool. So I'll be able to add like landscape and just the beautiful natural world as another aspect, which I'm really looking forward to. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't have anything coming up. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Two straight <laughs> weeks of just shooting, like being on vacation, doing whatever I want. So that's if you call cool. work that's... vacation, that's not yeah. vacation. Yeah. yeah. So... It's not the work I'm getting paid for, but, you know. But, uh, yeah. but still. The work you'll enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, what was your other question? About where if you people can... want to look at your beautiful photos, oh, where can oh. they find them? Um, I do have a website, and it's catcakephotography.com, which is just regular cat, regular cake. So C-A-T-C-A-K-E photography.com. You should have made... Alex, spell that. Yeah. Can you, can you spell that for me? And can you find all of your rates and your contact information on said website if anybody wants to hire you? Rates is an upcoming um, page that I'm going to add to my website. It is not currently there. Um, yeah. So, once so, again, something I'm working on. But So call to negotiate. Yes. Or message me. There's on my website, there's like a contact me, hit me up page or something like that. Oh, no, it is hit me up. It literally says, hit me up. And it's always like in my email. And I'm like, what the? Oh, yeah, I wrote that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a contact form on there. I think my, like I said, email, phone number, all that good stuff. And then my Instagram is where you can see my, you know, that's my most up-to-date portfolio, I would say. And that is? Uh, cat cake photo, I think. Yes. Cat cake photo. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was photo or photography. Where does the name cat cake come from? Um, I actually get that question a lot. Um, I like to have, I know this is like kind of weird. I like to have interesting sounding, um, Wi-Fi network names. And so one of mine was Nebula Swirl, which I was like, this is so cool. But then if I move, it's like, I can't have the same one for whatever reason. It's like this house and this one, like that was that one. It's not the same thing. It's like new location. Oh, one of them was Pokestop, you know, like Pokestop. Cerulean City or something. Right. And I really like that one. But then I was like, we're not still in Cerulean City. It can't be that. So <laughs> when I moved into my new house, um, I, I sat, I like sat and I pondered. I was like, okay, so what's my new Wi-Fi name going to be? What's it going to be? What's me? And I was like, okay, my two favorite things, cats and cake. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. This is the, the best Wi-Fi, you know, network name. So my network name was um, Cat Cake. And then what's like, your password? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. She it's almost, better. she almost, she, told she did. Um, uh, and so yeah. Oh, so when I was naming my photography business, so many once again setting yourself apart. So many are like Amanda Ann Photography or like Jamie, you know Boston Photography, where it's like their full name, or for girls, it's like their first and middle name. And so I was like, well. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to be keeping my name. So I was like, I don't want to make it, you know, one thing. And then 10, you know, five years down the road, it's something different. And then I'm like, that's not me anymore. And then I didn't want to change to first and last name. Because like I said, that just doesn't, everybody does that. So it's like, cool. I'll just use my Wi-Fi name as my business name and hope people don't think it's random as fuck. I love it. I love it. I actually, I mean, we've used you for photographs in the past and I never knew that that was the origin behind the really? name. Really? Yeah, so. Same. That's a good one. It just makes me what really happy. What are you going to do if you move? 
If I what? If you move. Oh, it'll probably still stay cat cake. My sure. Wi-Fi name will change, but no, she's gonna change it. <laughs> yeah, she goes under. It's over. I'll just keep that suspense. There. What is it? Nebula swirl. Nebula swirl. Was Where were you one. living when that was the name? What is that? The essence of your. Uh, 82 Aqueduct, actually. Oh, yeah. Aqueduct. Yeah. It was a duplex. The fanciest. Oh, <laughs> oh totally fancy. An old drug dealer who lived there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> by fancy, you mean walking distance of McDonald's. I had a young drug dealer. Oh, you lived right street. there, dude. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can well, understand if you're in walking distance to a drug dealer why your uh, Wi Fi would be Nebula Swirl. <laughs> <laughs> And in all fairness, though, that would be the same name if you were within walking distance of like a Ben and Jerry's. Oh, right? Street. Totally. Yeah. Where are one of those? Was that I need to know. I believe. Also, what Ben and Jerry's has two new right? vegan flavors coming out: Cherry Garcia, and I don't know the other one, but not a paid endorsement. No, yeah, totally <laughs> not paid. For all you vegans listening, <laughs> that's what's going on. Allie's your girl, and she got your Ben and Jerry's yes, hookup. She is. Oh, so good. Going but. strong. She she is one of the. Um. I've encountered a few vegans, and I've never seen her cheat for all you vegans out there. So she's definitely a strong one. Okay, the force is heavy with her. You probably just didn't see me, because that makes me sound so much better than I am, because last year I had... Don't don't tell I, them. I'm just saying. <laughs> can, I, can I say about that one time? Yeah. All right, so this one time at Thursday, oh. she straight up was just like, dude, fuck it. I'm tired of being vegan. And I was like, yes, I've been waiting for this moment. Like, I swear to God, we hang out and we just ate cheese. And I swear to God, this bitch ran down to Eurogyro and back with the pizza, like, in five minutes and slammed that thing. And I was like... Wow, okay, she wasn't even going to sleep on that decision like, at all. Like, she pounded that. Cheese say, is a hard thing to quit. Cheese is, oh, is, it is the hardest. But no, in 2017, which I know is only February, I have not cheated. I had half a Reese's cup. Okay. Is that, oh. is that not Reese's vegan? cups don't count. Yeah. Are Reese's cups not vegan? Milk chocolate. Oh, but you said Oreos were vegan? Oreos are Hershey syrup are, which I what? just think that's really weird. I, I don't know. Just the syrup? Hershey's chocolate syrup. Yeah. But and Oreos. The, and Oreos. That's how you get that fit. But is the chocolate Her, Like a Hershey thing. bar? Yeah. No, that's not vegan. I know. It's like, it's really weird. Things but Sour Patch Kids right. are. I do know that Sour about Sour Patch you. Kids are. And be- Sweetest Fish. Sweetest Fish. Sweetest? Sweetest? Again. Sweetish nope. Fish? No. Sweetish. No, it's, it's Swedish. Swedish. Like As if to say it comes from a country whose name is Sweden. Sweet. Sweden. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids are, and I really like Sour Patch because they're like one of the only gummy candies that doesn't have gelatin, so that's why I like binge eat the fuck out of them. <laughs> like, no oh, yeah. joke, ask Amy Jarvis. Educational. <laughs> the more you know. Well, um, thank you for coming on to the Soapbox Derby. I think Jay's going to close us out here. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, if you want to check out some of Allison's work, uh, you can go to... Uh, Instagram at catcakephoto and online at catcakephotography.com. Stop me when I say something wrong. No, that that is. No. Those are both (laughs) correct. (laughs) My name is Jake here with Gail. We had Tuna, Alex Gannett. Bye bye. Bye. Sarah and Allison Good. Thanks for listening. Later. Later. Peace out. Later.